I'm a true champion. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the WrestlePlug podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Aaron Nix, proprietor, owner, shithouse remaster of WrestlePlug. Now, just as a forewarning, we're about to get into IWE UK. That's Independent Wrestling Elite, by the way. IWE UK Valentine Violence from last Saturday just gone. Now, this is the Uncensored podcast. This is Aaron Nix. He's fresh. Kayfabe bust, in, in our opinion. So... If you're not really down for swearing and offensive material and honesty and critiques and all that good jazz, get out now. You've been warned because I'm tired of you blowing up my fucking inbox, crying like little bitches every time I have an opinion. If you don't like opinions, you don't have to listen. The great thing about this world is it's a free and open world and we can choose what we want to consume. So if you don't want to consume that kind of stuff, don't listen to WrestlePlug. Now then. For those of you brave enough to stick around, good news, everyone, as the professor would say in Futurama. IWE UK Valentine Violence, February 19th, from the Rittle Sports and Social Club in, of course, Chelmsford, Essex, or a borough of Chelmsford, the borough of Chelmsford. Oh, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Essex is cool, though. Essex is a good place to have wrestling, and... IWE hasn't run a show since the back end of last year, of course, for Resurrection, when they made their return after COVID-19 and things of that nature. I was lucky enough, blessed enough to work for that one, and I worked for this one too. And I think that this is a really cool venue. You know, let's just talk about semantics and aesthetics for a minute. It's not the biggest venue. doesn't have to be. I like the personal nature of it i like the fact that it's simple and effective i think wrestling sometimes can be massively overproduced massively overdone and it's good you know if you can afford all the bells and whistles that's great but there ain't nothing wrong with a nice hall a bar a good audience and a ring it's simple and it's effective and the guys and the girls that work this show prove that so the show opens with good goth almighty frankie t and Xander in an open challenge. Who would step up to the plate and challenge them for the IWE UK Tag Team Championships? Well, of course, it was EAK, the East Anglian Killers from School of Slam, along with their boy, Mike Check. First chance seeing uh, EAK. First chance seeing Xander, actually, believe it or not. Uh, seen plenty of Frankie T, obviously, because he keeps ducking me in it. Uh, he would rather defend his fighting championship against Simon Durden, the accountant of the knobs. Than he would me. Yo, if that doesn't scream pussy, I don't know what does. But I'd expect that from you, Frankie. You were happy to wrestle these big boys, though. And to be fair, this was excellent. Um, It's funny. You know, I, I really like the East Anglian Killers. I like the attitude. I like the look. Uh, I particularly like Mike Check, though. A lot of talent. Wickedly cool dress sense. And great shithousery. Great heel. Great prick. <laughs> basically he's a really good prick this guy uh, he just had great charisma he gets on the mic and he starts spouting shit and winding up the crowd now i know what haters are gonna say oh house wasn't that big oh look at how few fans they had in comparison to how many we have shut up man now yeah fucking that is boring shit hey if you get a good house good for you but go on social media and shit canning other promotions because your house is bigger than theirs Congratulations. You're still going to use talent that are on this show, aren't you? Guys like Kelly Six are definitely going to rock up at your doorstep. So be a bit more humble. Be a bit more appreciative. 
or just fucking keep crying on your social media in it, I guess. Um, yeah, opening match, tag team championship match. Uh, I liked it. I thought he was really good, actually. And obviously, I've got a front row seat behind the camera. Um, there's a lot of people out there talking shit who say, ah, oh, Frankie T, he's, he's, you know, okay, yeah, do you know what, Frankie T? Not the most charismatic wrestler. And he'd be the first to admit that. But he's a great worker. He understands psychology. He never has a shit match. Frankie goes out and he works really well. And by the way, wickedly charismatic. Absolute jokes. Love this guy. Just great energy from the get-go. Yeah, baby! I just love that stuff. Like, it it kind of reminded me of, like, Chris Jericho circa 2000. Good shit. East Anglian Killers. Big units as well. And... The match was physical, it was well laid out, there's a few botches in there, there's botches in every match, seriously, every match has a botch, alright, some more than others, but fuck me, if you've ever watched an episode of AEW Dynamite, you can pretty much make an entire episode based on it, and you know, I'm not saying that I don't like AEW and it's shit, it's not my cup of tea obviously, but same with WWE, same everywhere, botches are a part of the business, and it's part of learning and growing as well, so just, you know, these people who like go on other promotions YouTubes and like, oh, there's too many botches, they're so clearly under-trained. Fuck off. These are four guys who have trained very well, work very hard at professional wrestling, and it showed in the match. And ultimately, uh, with East Anglian Killers getting knocked off by Good Goff Almighty, it'll be interesting to see who's going to step up to the plate next in this tag team division. We've had tight grip, and Year Zero didn't make it, and obviously neither of those teams could make it due to injuries. Get well soon, Morgan Black. Um... It's one of those things where, you know, it's next team up. And it'll be cool to see fresh, exciting new people, especially from the School of Slam. It comes highly regarded. They've obviously got some wicked talents on board. I'm really excited to see what they can do. I'm really excited to see who they're going to bring in. I really want IWE to thrive because it's a great atmosphere. It's a great little promotion. It was great to see much more in terms of fans than we did, obviously, last time around. Let's not bullshit the audience, right? I don't lie on WrestlePlug, okay? Resurrection was a great show, but it had a shit house. And whether that's because of poor promotion or postering property, whatever it might be, that's none of my business, personally. But this house was much bigger. Not massive, to be fair, but it was much bigger than the last one. I know people saying, well, that ain't fucking odd, is it? Man, shut the fuck up. You go out there and sell the tickets, then. Um, I I thought the crowd were raucous and lively from the get-go. And do you know what? Shout out to Frankie T, because he'll know. He's listening. I bust his chops all the time about being a bit more charismatic, getting out there, getting a bit more energy, a bit more bass in your voice. And the promo was okay. It was fine. Obviously, hard to catch up with Xander, uh, because he's just fucking fire. But Frankie held his own on the mic, like the little quip about... Brandy and uh, Cody obviously being available. It's good stuff. It was great. It was fine. It served its purpose. It was a great opener. It got the crowd invested. And then, of course, that means that shithousery can truly get involved because Ebenezer the Geezer is now facing Danny Disorder in your second match of the evening. Oh, my days. Hey, full disclosure, I'm best friends with Ebenezer the Geezer. (laughs) He doesn't really give me... Uh, any opportunity to think otherwise because he's just so fucking great at what he does. This is why I champion this guy. This is why I push for him to be on shows more because, oh, he doesn't go out there and do a triple Sour Cow 450 splash. I don't give a fuck. He entertains an audience like no other. He can cut a promo like no other. And his opponent, Danny Disorder, is perfect for that. Both of these guys are sick, right? 
they're not. A, don't get me wrong. They can both wrestle. They're actually really good athletes. And this match, as you'll see on the YouTube channel, and by the way, all the matches are in 4K on the YouTube channel. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Um, seriously, it was an honor. And yeah, if you head to Independent Wrestling Elite's YouTube channel, you can absolutely subscribe and watch them on. I hope you do, because you should be supporting your local independent wrestling scene. Um, yeah, but Danny Disorder and Ebenezer Nagisa, phenomenal. World class at being characters. And for these kind of shows, it's don't get me wrong, world class wrestling, I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, you know, that is important to a certain degree, but not for every match. You need to have palate cleansers, you need to have different formats, you have to have variety, you have to have inclusivity in the way that you present your talents, and this match is a different pace, the first one, a little bit more serious, you know, a title affair, an open challenge, with a lot of energy, and a lot of excitement, and this was an entirely different energy, an entirely different format, a lot more presentation involved here, Ebenezer de Giza is phenomenal, at conveying his character. You know why? Because it isn't a fucking character. It's him with the volume turned up. And that's what makes him a great wrestler. Think of all the greatest wrestlers you've ever seen in your life. The Eddie Guerreros of the world. <sighs> the Rocks. The Austins. The Undertakers. The Ric Flairs. The Dusty Rhodes. You know, the Ricky Steamboats. It's all that person with the volume turned up. It's always that person at the core of what you're watching. It's not a complete fabrication. Hell, even me, Aaron Nix. Yeah, bit of a prick. You'll get over it. Um, I love this match. I, I was so entertained from start to finish. I was entertained behind the camera. Then I'm sitting there editing it after the fact. I'm thinking, yo, this is fucking... This is fire, man. This is a shit-hot wrestling match. It's fun. It's entertaining. A crowd are red-hot. How often can a wrestler get a crowd to chant sausage? And then the excellent evolution of it so you know danny disorder is unfortunately uh, unfortunately in the line of fire and ebenezer gets the crowd to of course call him a sausage because that's what he called him during the match and then of course he rolls out under the bottom rope and some genius in the crowd says that must be a sausage rolling well done sir absolutely can of coke for that boy because a winner is you sunshine um brilliant and and of course the match was fun entertaining athletic uh I felt that Ebenezer was very good at getting uh, a lot of kind of babyface fire through Danny Disorder's heel work. So obviously great work between the two of them to lead to that. And for my money, uh, Danny Disorder and Ebenezer DeGiza fly way too far under the radar in terms of their use. I know they're getting out there more. Danny Disorder started appearing in All-Star, which is really sick to see. Obviously, he works for ACW. Uh, Ebenezer's starting to pick up more bookings, working for CWP, IWE, ACW. That's cool. But you, sh you guys should be in more places. You and you should push for it too. And you should not be afraid to fucking say so and kick in a few doors because you're very entertaining and you offer something different to what the rest of the card is. And obviously, with Ebenezer being a close friend, I couldn't be more proud of him. He's excellent at what he does. He's got such a brilliant cadence to him. He conveys himself, which is, of course, an extension of him, his character, so well. And they look the part, too. One looks like a proper geezer. He comes out, he's got the beer, he's giving it the old swag, the walk, which is what he does in normal life. And then, of course, Danny Disorder comes out, scowling, rotten tomato face, looking just like a, you know, like a, a mother slapped ass. Wonderful stuff. Brilliant. Great gear as well. Love the punk rock look. It just works really well, and he's very vocal. Both of them are very vocal, and at every point during the match, there is no lull in the match. 
if you watch it back, you'll notice that at no point are the crowd quiet because these guys are continuously being shithouses. Well done, gentlemen. I absolutely loved it. Now, the six-pack challenge. Um, I'm not going to be too harsh about this. So, the six-pack challenge, obviously, six guys, elimination match. Uh, it was a clusterfuck from start to finish. And, frankly, it was disappointing. And, of course, in no short part because unfortunately Eddie Kenway sustained an injury at the beginning of the match which was unfortunate I was heartbroken for him because he's a very close personal friend he's my tag partner um it was it was disappointing to see and obviously as soon as that happens right I'll be real okay I'm out here I'm over the top I like to entertain I like to swear I like to be a little bit edgy and stuff like that and absolutely that's a part of who I am but I still care about every wrestler that goes out there even if they're not my friend, even if they don't like me, from a professional standpoint, I want them to be healthy and happy and enjoy what they're doing. Uh, especially someone like Eddie, who I've rooted for for so long and pushed for so long to be in better places and in better positions because he's the consummate professional. Let's be honest, he's too nice. <laughs> Being too nice in this business will swallow you up. And he gets injured early doors. Let's be honest, there was a, in my opinion... Um, People were a little bit too keen. That's the nicest way I can put it. And that unfortunately led to a bad bump on the outside. Uh, if you'd like to have a private word with me about that, that's absolutely fine. I'm happy to discuss it in a professional manner. I'm not going to start slandering people on the podcast or saying that people were over the top or made mistakes and they shouldn't have and things of that nature. I understand in the wrestling business, shit happens. Unfortunately, that derailed the whole match. Uh, and it was very evident to see, but I will give credit to the guys out there that they put together a decent match on the fly, from what I could tell. Uh, Kelly Six is brilliantly entertaining. This was the first chance. It's weird. I've been watching Kelly Six for years, and I've enjoyed so much of his work. I've never had the chance to be in the same room as him, you know, in any kind of real format. It's so weird. I've always seen him on YouTube videos or TV or whatever it might be, and I've never had the chance to actually stand there in front of one of his matches and enjoy it. So that was cool. It's just a shame that it wasn't, you know, one of his all-time great matches. That's not his fault. Not every match is going to be five-star. And it's just unfortunate. This was the only match, really, that I felt didn't deliver on the night, and that's because, obviously, outside circumstances, injuries. Scott Jones. I've said it before, I'll say it again. Guy has got megastar written all over him. Ridiculously good looking, great swagger, love the Scottish accent, the pride of Glasgow. No idea why he was announced in Bournemouth as the pride of Bournemouth, hailing from Glasgow. What the fuck is that all about? Jokes, absolute jokes. Um, but yeah, he's got so much upside, so much potential, and obviously just still crazy young and talented. I've watched this guy wrestle Joel Redman, I've watched him wrestle Kelly Six, I've watched him wrestle Eddie Ryan. He has got it. Whatever it is, and we all know what it is, uh, it's talent. And he's got it in an abundance. And he's got the potential to be a massive, massive star and go on to bigger and better things. And he's got the work ethic too. And, you know, I'm very blessed to get to work with people like that. Even if the crowd do refer to him as Purple Pants, because they forgot his name, clearly. Lazy bastards. <laughs> it's very evident. Oh, yeah, go on, Purple Pants. Uh, what's his name? He's, don't worry about that, Purple Pants. <laughs> and then, of course, Pink Pants, Kelly Six, or Pink Panzer, or Pink, Pink Panzer. I don't know, there's some shitty joke in there somewhere. Those guys worked well at the end. Uh, and then, of course, the ending was botched as well. Sorry, but it was. Um... Scott Jones clearly had his shoulder up and 
nobody's going to tell me he didn't because I have the fucking footage in front of me. <laughs> he had his shoulder up. Uh, but shit happens again. Um, but uh, Kelly Six played it off really well. You can see this guy's a seasoned pro and he's able to roll with the punches really well. Uh, he's got a great look. By the way, special shout out to Kelly Six for completely listing off where you can buy his merchandise during the beginning of the match uh, while the referee was patting people down. I thought that was fucking jokes, personally. Some people may not like that. Me? Popped me. No end. Congratulations, sir. Winner is you. Can of coke for that boy as well. Um, do you know what? People shit on Robbie Nitro. I shit on Robbie Nitro too because he's a potato head. Uh, but I will give him credit for... Continuing to work hard and laying his shit in and putting out a good showing of himself. Alright, he's not the crispest wrestler. He may not be very pretty on the eyes, as we've made very clear. But he can work. He absolutely can work. And this ignorant, unbelievable, just this kind of witch hunt that's going on. <sighs> Come on, man. Like, you know what? First of all, you ain't going to be able to slag him off as well as I do, right? So step the fuck aside. And second of all, you know, just just fuck off and do something else. If you really hate him that much, either engage him in combat like I do, or shut the fuck up and stop crying like a little bitch, man. Because nobody really cares. And also stop doing it on your private social media, okay? Stop being a fucking pussy, y'all. If you really don't like him, go and speak to him at a show, or just don't at all. And that goes for any wrestler. If you really hate something that much, why are you bothering wasting energy and time on it? I don't get that. I really don't. Match wasn't fantastic, but it wasn't a complete shitter either. I've seen much worse matches. And trust me, if you think this is a really bad match and you haven't seen worse, then frankly, you haven't watched much wrestling. So, get over it. And you still had some great star power in there as Scott Jones and Kelly Six. So, it is what it is. Um, Speaking of star power... Now this, this was cool. Leonardo Darwin versus the Man of Steel, MOS. Sweet. <laughs> I don't really know what else to say about this. I've seen a lot of Leonardo Darwin on the internet. I've not seen him in person until now. And now that I have seen him in person, I am an even bigger fucking fan. He is a shithouse. He is a narcissistic lunatic and i could not be more enamored with the concept he is fucking awesome he gets professional wrestling he gets entertainment he gets everything and you can just tell it's an extension of him and his personality and that's what makes it so good he is a world-class worker and that's not to say that his opponent isn't something special either. MOS, who, by the way, puts everyone to shame. Please put your top back on, because we're all feeling very, very insecure right now. Man is chiseled. Man is literally made out of granite. What a body. Impressive. What a specimen, as Vince McMahon would say. But seriously, if Vince gets a fucking eyeball on you, mate, you'll be on Raw before you know it. Um, great athlete. Good babyface fire. And... With Leonardo Darwin, you're guaranteed to have a world-class match. He is phenomenal. You know, getting a kid to... Just just offering kids out in the audience. If I'm all for that shit. Sorry, but I am. I don't care if that upsets people. I think it's jokes. Threatening to beat up children as a heel. Phenomenal stuff. <laughs> what's, what's not to like? Also, telling a kid to suck it. That's <laughs> like, oh my days. Uh, I thought it was fucking great. And I'm not going to apologise for his behaviour. In fact, if anything, I'm going to encourage it. And I warned you at the beginning, if you were offended, don't fucking listen. It was great. 
It was fucking fantastic. And the match itself was such a high quality. Don't be fooled by Leonardo Darwin. He couldn't wrestle with the best of them. Oh, my God. That fucking, like, it's, it's so explosive. That almost pendulum-like one-leg drop kick is beautiful. Oh, that is a work of art, sir. I, I couldn't get over how good that was. That was some good shit. By the way, MOS with the split-legged moonsault, that was fucking violent and aggressive. It looks it looked real. It was cool. And it, you could see the crowd, who were making you know a lot of jokes and having a lot of fun at the expense of the workers, even they were like, holy shit, that was cool. Uh, he's, he's a superhero, MOS. That's how he feels. He does feel like a, somewhat of a Marvel superhero. And Leonardo Darwin feels like this nefarious Bond... Seriously, whoever fucking casts the Bond films needs to cast this guy as a Bond villain. Because he is so fucking good at being a dickhead. Oh my days. It's just, wow, I thought it came naturally to me. He has got me beaten. He is the fully evolved Pokemon of Ebenezer the Giza and Aaron Nix combined. I'm very impressed, sir. Well done. You deserve your success. Um, but I thought this match was phenomenal. In terms of character building quality wrestling great storytelling and entertainment this was probably match of the night um but i tell you what it was run real close if not beaten out by the main event i'm very emotionally invested in this people know i get on well with mia cortez got a lot of love for her. i'm always hyping her up on the podcast not as she fucking listens mind <laughs> never got damn well listens honestly by the way I want to say this right now for anyone who is still listening, who hasn't got fed up with my bullshit. You're all welcome on the podcast. I would love to have every single wrestler who's on this card on the podcast. Feel free to send WrestlePlug or myself, Aaron Nix, a message. It would be fantastic. It would be an honor to have you all on um, just because you're all fucking awesome. Simple as. Um, but Mia Cortez versus Darcy Stone. Now, this was scheduled to be a number one contenders match. Then Riley Daniels comes out, the flightless bird, or the flightless mother of birds, and cuts a promo and basically says real talk I'm hurt, I'm injured, I need surgery so you guys deserve a fighting champion and so this match is now going to be for the women's championship and rest assured when I'm healthy and good to go I will be back to claim what is mine so Darcy Stone versus Mia Cortez becomes for the IWE women's championship and it's in the main event and this is why, because women's wrestling is fucking great. And if you're still one of these people who's like, women's wrestling is a piss break, please go fuck yourself. You're so fucking boring. Honestly, you, you know, you're not impressing anyone with your faux masculinity. Oh, women wrestling. It's like these people who hate women's football. Okay. Nobody fucking cares. I don't. These two women are fucking awesome. I got to see Darcy Stone wrestle Ava White at Rumble Wrestling the weekend before, and it was okay, but it wasn't fantastic, and I'm sure those ladies would agree if they were being honest, and my apologies if they don't think so, but that's just my opinion, I thought it was a, a weak effort, uh, considering how talented I know them to be, especially Darcy Stone, this was not that, this was fucking fire, and it's because both women are consummate professionals and let's be honest you work as well as your opponent and that showed in this match Darcy Stone vibrant cute funny beautiful uh, everything you want a baby face to be Martin Rowe likened her to Bailey on the pre-show and I'm inclined to agree she has 
such an X factor about her. Just the likability. That cute little thing where she tried. By the way, Raheem, why aren't you, why aren't you dancing with Darcy Stone? What the fuck's that all about, man? Come on, bruv. You can do better than that. He's, you don't want to dance with a beautiful woman in a wrestling ring because you're afraid it might make you look a bit uncool. Shameful, sir. Shameful. I have words with you in private about that. I'm sure he'll be laring at me on Instagram. <laughs> um, but she's just so good. Even little things like that, sulking in the corner and the crowd are like giving it the R. And it, I thought it was lovely. And then the character work was there. Mia Cortez has got such great fire and energy and... I love the gimmick, talking to the mask, looking like drawing power from it, like Undertaker drew power from the urn. I love that stuff. And normally people say, well, I'm not taking that seriously. It's silly, but you do take her seriously because she's a bona fide athlete. Oh, by the way, the Mortal Kombat gear, talk to me. Sub-Zero, enough said, trust me, I'm a Mortal Kombat aficionado. I challenge everyone in the locker room to a match on Mortal Kombat. I shall smash you on MK11. Uh, I'll probably get wrecked now I've said that but hey why don't we all do like a little Mortal Kombat tournament or something backstage I think that would be fucking sick someone bring an Xbox One with them and let's get down to business yes I said Xbox cry me a river PlayStation users ugh <laughs> I'm joking um, I'm getting sidetracked I'm on a tangent it's it's too late in the evening and I'm fucking shattered but I've got energy and I want to talk about this match because these women went out there and killed it. They deserved their main event. This was a high-impact match. It was full of fantastic moves and it was fluid. It was absolutely fluid. The crowd were invested in it. A lot of the women in the audience saw Darcy Stone as like a superwoman, but it's not like anyone really hated Mia Cortez either. It's just I think people were genuinely taken aback at how good it was. And they shouldn't be, because these women are fucking fire. And I've said this from the get-go. Mia Cortez is one of the best women's talents I've ever seen to never be signed. I think it's astonishing she's not signed. And I know there's people out there who don't like Mia Cortez. And to be honest, for you people, fuck off. <laughs> That's all I've got to say about that. Like, cry me a fucking river. If you don't like Mia Cortez, cool. Well, you don't like one of the best women's wrestlers in the country, if not the continent. Sounds like it's a you problem, not a me problem. I thought both women absolutely killed it. And Mia Cortez captures the IWE Women's Championship. Last time I saw her in IWE, she challenged for it against Riley Daniels and was unsuccessful. And this time around, you get to see it. And the, the true emotion, what a time she's having. Picked up the Commentary Pro Wrestling Women's Championship. Um, just, just fucking smashing it, the belt collector. And that's great to see. Because I know how much of a good person she is. I know how much she has to go through. And I know how much work and passion she has for our business. And that, as a professional myself, excites me. Now, people are going to say, yo, you're being unprofessional on a podcast. And swearing and stuff like that. That's because this is my fucking podcast. I can say what the fuck I want. Because this is my fucking property. You understand that? How many times do I have to explain this shit to dumb people? Um, and that's why I warn people. You have a choice. But hey, there will be a much more professional review available on the IWE YouTube channel at your discretion. Yes, I can be eloquent as well as a fucking cunt. <laughs> um, I love this. And I'm so fucking proud of these women for going out there and owning that main event and making it their own. And there's not much else I can say other than you need to watch this match. Hopefully you have listened to this before Friday. Uh, I believe the 25th. That's correct. Yeah, 25th. February, that's when the match drops on the IWE YouTube channel. I know, because I lined them all up. There's a match drop in a day. You'll already be able to watch 
at least the tag team match if you're listening to this Tuesday morning or Tuesday evening. Ebenezer the Geezer versus Danny Disorder will also be available to watch. Basically, the order of the card is being dropped one a day. So check it out. Wednesday, we have the six-pack challenge. Thursday, we have the incredible spectacle that was Leonardo Darwin versus MOS. And Friday is this match, the women's title match. And this is a must-watch match. And I hope it gets the numbers. Not for me. I'm not interested in attraction and stuff like that. I want IWE to grow. I want the talent to grow. But most importantly, I want people to see how special Darcy Stone and Mia Cortez are. And the fact that they went out there and stole the show in the main event. And considering they had to follow Leonardo Darwin and MOS, that is fucking impressive. That is a sign of professionalism and talent. And these women deserve your love and your time. Find them on social media. Follow them. Show them some love. Buy some merch. Do that for everyone who's on this card. And for people shitting on IWE, like they shit on pretty much every company I work for, maybe the common denominator is people just don't like me. So they just shit on any company I'm on. That's probably the case. But it's going to be really awkward if I ever get a job in progress. Which is, let's be real, that ain't happening. Um, I don't get it. Because this was so good. The locker room was fun and energetic and entertaining. An amazing crowd. The woman who brought her kids i believe just a wonderfully eclectic hilarious woman that was drinking all night uh, in the crowd she probably won't listen to this but she was jokes and people like you are the lifeblood of what we do oh it's my first show but i'm gonna go out there and make a lot of fucking noise and get involved and show passion that's awesome you can say a lot of things about me and about the people i work with but you are never gonna question our passion for this business it is worth the trek. It is worth getting shit on in the rain. It's worth putting out the chairs. It's worth helping put up the ring. It's worth standing there with a camera. It's worth putting all the hours in editing, getting home at four in the morning, whatever it might be. It is worth it to see people do what they do and do it well. And everyone on this card knows that they can do it well when they want to. And they did at this show. Even with the, you know, the unfortunate incident involving the injury and stuff like that, the guy still went and gave it their all, and I appreciate and respect that. But most importantly, I respect the fact that people stepped up to the plate, and women especially own that main event. Women's wrestling, I'll keep saying it. You can call me a white knight, I could give a fuck. Women's wrestling is fire, and it deserves the credibility in the main events that it gets. And if you really have that much of a problem with it, go and watch something shit like field hockey or something in it. Now I'm going to get inundated with people saying, Yo, field hockey's fucking amazing. Fuck you, bitch. It's fucking boring. <laughs> it just is. Although still probably more entertaining than cricket. Still don't get the whole point of cricket. I really don't. Anyway, tangents aside, IWE Valentine Violence. Oh, out of ten. Ten genders. As you know, if you've listened to WrestleBlog more than once, you'll know we have the gender rating because Meltzer can suck my dick with his shitty stars. And uh, we do it out of ten genders here because Jinder Mahal is king. Um, that's a whole other story and I'm not explaining it now. I'm going to say eight genders and a Bollywood boy. Not bad. Eight and a half out of ten. I, I, fucking great. Fucking excellent. Ten out of ten is ridiculous, obviously, you know. But, man, this is a good building block. Long may it continue, long may IWE continue to put on shows, and long may they entertain people in the Essex region and far beyond that as well, and hopefully we get to see more, because Kelly Six is now the number one contender for Damien's title, that is going to be fire that match, I believe that might be happening in June, oh baby, give me some of that, um, not to mention that Leonardo Darwin put Damien on point, he put him on notice, and the idea of those three going at it, 
for the title is, well, it's erection worthy, isn't it? Let's be honest. We're all at full mast for that, boys, and we look forward to seeing it. And frankly, the fact that Mia Cortez is at the head of the women's division right now, that's fucking sick too. Long may she continue to smash it and be the absolute goddess that she is of dragons. Thank you very much to everyone involved with RWE. And thank you very much for your kind words and your love. And hopefully you've enjoyed this pure shithousery bullshit review. And I love you all very much. And I'm very thankful that I get to do this. And I get to make a, a small living from it on the side of everything else that I do. And most importantly, I love you. I really do. Um, that'll be it, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you can catch me at Aaron Nix Design. You can find my stuff on Facebook and social media if you want to get in contact with me. If you want to tell me how much of a cunt I am, join the army of people who seem to hate me. I look forward to your litigations. And ultimately, I'll catch you very soon for more content, especially when it pertains to British independent wrestling from the WrestlePlug.